Hey, thanks for being on the episode today. I want to introduce our host, uh, John Palmieri, pastor of New Life Elgin. Great to be here with you this morning, gentlemen. Yep, and then we got Pastor Danny Lopez uh, from New Life. Remind me. East Humble Park, East Humble bro. Park. It's too many words. <laughs> when we say EHP. EHP. There you EHP. go. There you go. Hey, great to be with you guys. And we have another guest. John, why don't you introduce our guest this morning? Yes. Hey, it's great, great to, again, to be here with you guys this morning and to have a special guest, a very yeah. special yeah. guest, yes. Chuck McClurter. And Chuck has uh, been a friend of uh, New Life for over 20 years mm. now and uh, a friend of ours, my friend. Uh, for about that same amount of well, time, you know, he's my friend too, and yeah, right, he's, he's, and he's like Eric's friend, he's my friend and, too. yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so, uh, Chuck, it's just great to have you here. Um, let me Thank just you. quickly introduce Chuck. Uh, a couple highlights about Chuck. One, number one is he's ninety-one years old. Ninety-one. Ninety-one years Shut young. Up. How about Shut that? <laughs> and, and he's sharp as a tack. He drove himself here this morning, yeah. and it's it's great to have you here, Chuck. Uh, Chuck is. Uh, been a part of uh, many boards. He's chairs boards over uh, mm -hmm. a span of over 60 plus odd years. Um, he has run a construction company here in Chicagoland. He's built a lot of churches, both physically and spiritually. And spiritually. Yeah. So it's our privilege to have Chuck with us and to talk this morning specifically more in the restart realm and his role. Yeah. I mean, that, that's really why we're here. Uh, uh, we're super excited, Chuck, that you that you have made time to come and spend with us and one of the our strongest desires is to help young men and women uh, people who feel called to the city of chicago and they need to be equipped they need to be informed and so that's why we formed these this table and this podcast to help people understand to get to equip them to help them move forward quicker as we're living in these last days and so that's really why we're why you're here with yeah. us today yeah, it's all things restarts, right? That's what we're talking about for someone who's just chiming in right now or listening mm -hmm. to this episode. It's all about restarts. And what we're trying to do is, is to package everything that New Life Community Church has learned over the last three decades about restarts. Some we've learned the hard way. Some things went really well. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things we learned, you know, the good old-fashioned two-by-four to the head way. <laughs> and, um, but we learned. And we want to be able to give that away to anybody who might be listening who's in that same situation. Maybe they're a ch you're a church that is in the, on the verge or in need of a restart, or maybe you're the church that's going to be able to go in and, and do a restart somewhere else in your community. And so, Chuck, that's why we have you here today, yeah. and so we're really glad that you're with us, man. Thank you. Yeah. All right, so I'll kick it off with uh, kind of the first question. You know, um, Chuck, why don't you tell us which location um, you kind of, uh, you were with New Life. You, you came into New Life Story. Um, what year and at what church? Uh, around 2000, we uh, with Mike Job, and what we had done, we had done everything we could to reach our neighborhood. So I told Mark, I'm going to do anything to reach people for Christ. We, we, our church had a large Sunday school. We went down. We were only running around 35 people. We had a big missions program. Uh, reach around the world with missions, but I said, I'm willing to do anything we can. So re meeting Mark, I realized he was a man that discerned the times. Yeah. Uh, the, the music was different. The programs <laughs> were different uh, from a solid Baptist, old Baptist church, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I've enjoyed all the 20-something years of reaching people. So whatever it takes to reach people for Christ was what we were willing to do as a church. And we voted unanimous to call Mark in. It, was a, it wasn't a lot of questions. 
That included changing the name, turning our building over to him, giving him what a little bit of money we had. We had a hundred thousand over dollars, mm -hmm. but we needed some way of reaching the city for Christ. Mm. And what church was this? What location were you talking that about? That was uh, the old Galilee Baptist Church uh, that's at, at, uh, Lakeview and, and uh, church now at Naaman and Wellington Avenue. And in the old days, we were one of the strong ones in the conservative Baptist because they met in our church all those years. But we felt we had to do something as a board, and we unanimously voted to bring Mark in, look at merging the church. Yeah. Yeah. Galilee Baptist was considered a mega church really back in the 40s, 50s, and you were chairing the, the board at that time, right? I mean, yeah, we had uh, I chaired the board much too many years, 35 years. Uh, and you weren't an advocate of that. You just tried to get people to somebody else to take on the board. Oh, right? oh, I, uh, I, I, I would get people in there, and all of a sudden they give up, and the board come back and say, "Chuck, <laughs> would you mind taking this again?" <laughs> and we had a large Sunday school, yeah, uh, missions. You know, let me just say real quick, Chuck. Thank you. You know, today you represent uh, thousands of people mm -hmm. out there that are holding the fort together, so to speak. Well, you know, you, you know, there's a lot of people out there who feel like they've been alone uh, holding a church together once it's began to decline. And, and we're just privileged to be able to have you here and to realize and recognize that you're, you're one in, in thousands of other men and women that are holding a small church together, wondering what are the next steps going to going to be. Yeah. So we're we're kind of mining gold out of you here today. So no, thank you for that. No. You had Galilee had the largest uh, Sunday school at one time, also I believe in the, the largest Eastern. Sunday school in the city of Chicago at the time. Wow. We would do five to six hundred, and uh, mm. I used to walk wow. the neighborhood in those days. They didn't know I worked. They thought I did Sunday school only Sunday school. <laughs> And we did a, lot, a, a calling program for the church, but in, over the period of time, changes uh, changes happened, and then the neighborhood changed, and we didn't change with it. And uh, hmm. we, I recognized that Mark Job. I remember who Mark Job was was serving on that Denver Seminary board, and then for other boards. So we invited him in, and we looked at him. We thought, will he take our church and sell it? Mm. What will he do? So we had such a contract drawn up for, for a new <laughs> life that if you sold the building, you got to put the money back into the area. Yeah. Mm. And we had a, at least 100000 we turned over. It wasn't a matter of money. All the money went down. But, mm -hmm. but we just weren't able to do it, do the job. So you would say you guys, you know, Galilee Baptist saw that there was a decline in the church. You guys at one time had been thriving large Sunday school program. Over the years, you said the area changed, but, but Galilee didn't change with it. And area changed, but it did change the way they tell us it's supposed to change, you know what I mean? Yeah. We said the Spanish were coming, but they didn't come. Mm -hmm. That few people, so we were prepared for that. We, had a, we were the first city, first church in the city that had a Spanish congregation, uh, even before North Shore had one before Booty had one. So we had a Spanish congregation. I worked with, uh, with uh, Ray Bakke back in the early days of, oh my, I can't remember what days it was. And I was on that committee uh, case, Chicago Association Reached the Spanish, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we were, we were geared up, but that never happened. But we were geared up to reach people. Wow. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, 
if you want to know about a neighborhood, go up to the undertaker and talk to what's happening going on there. So we done everything. We just couldn't reach people. But we knew that Mark had his system. And with the music, we had good music. Uh, Robert Parsons was our music director from Moody. Virgil Smith, had a, a, we had great music, but it was not the music. We had the organs, we had everything was needed. Right. So we went ahead and invited Mark in to merge with him. So we looked at him and thought, well, can we do it? <laughs> What's going to happen? Yeah. It hasn't been done before. Mm. But God has always been a, a miracle God to us, right. to me, and we're willing to take the chance. So we went ahead, invited him in, and we were willing to change the name of the church. Right. Our missions program, we paid them up a year in advance to make sure they got money, you know what I mean? Right. Then we had to tell all of our missionaries, not only we changed the name, we gave the church away. Yeah. Mm. But they were paid for a year. So we told the missionaries, after one year, you have to figure what you're going to do if New Life don't pick you up. Mm. And we had a great, uh, just a great program. Came in with the music. We attracted a different type of people, but the people that was moving into the neighborhood, because all the guys are moving in, different cultures, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, sure. And we raised it up. And I remember the people come, we had, oh, we had the drums, we had everything going. <laughs> and so... Mark said to me, Chuck, what do we do with these people if you don't use them? They just got saved out of the band, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. There but we, we've had a great, we had a great ministry, so. Yeah. And I, I remember that, that season, you know, you were, you were apprehensive, the, the music, you know, what's going to happen with the building, what's going to happen with the music, and, and we were apprehensive too, you know, not, not every restart, restart fits new life. Yep. Um, so we were kind of, you know, do we really want to do this? And we approach every restart that way. Are we sure we want, you know, is this... What is God saying? What kind of God activity is there here? What kind of doors are opening? And for both parts, both parties, it's a step of faith, right? Yeah. It's a risk. It's, it's always nerve-wracking a little bit. Uh, but that was one of our very first Galilee. And, and what a success story. I mean, to see what God did at, at Galilee Baptist Church, a continuation on of, of God's work, not a closing yeah. down of Galilee, but a coming in and saying, we're going to continue on this work just as, as a next chapter as New Life Community Church. I mean, tell me, what, what did it feel like when you, when you stood in the, in the back of the church and, and began to see those uh, seats fill? Oh, I was glad because my interest was reaching people. Amen. And that was our boards, was reaching the people. We went from a 15-man board down to 12-man. Finally, I think we had, uh, we had four Spanish and four English, eight, eight boards. But the, our goal was to reach people. We had mm. two parsonages. Yeah. <clears throat> but we wanted to reach the people. So we were as a church, but willing to do whatever we had. So our vote to merge with Mark's new life was unanimous. That's a beautiful mm. thing. Out of a Baptist church, yeah, I've been there for all those years. <laughs> that's unusual. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great to hear. <coughs> and certainly if you were connected to Ray Bakke in the days, yeah. I mean, you're, you were connected with some movers and shakers, and, and that's evidence to me that, that Galilee had a heart for the nations. Yeah. And uh, and uh, praise God, because I think that, that disposition is it's not so much about the, the church and the methodology of the church. It's about the mission, the great yeah. mission. And uh, to have you at the helm of that, that's great. I'm really intrigued with the, when you say you had four Spanish uh, eight eight guys on the board, eight men on the board. What were the conversations like at the table? That 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 uh, that I'm just 
I'm, well, I'm so elated to know that there was a I, unanimous. Uh, I learned something. Uh, I felt that we had a Spanish congregation. We had this first Spanish congregation, so uh, I felt that we should have Spanish on the board as well as English. Mm -hmm. So we had four and four. That's the way it voted out. It's a vote, and it uh, it worked out except the Spanish pastor decided he wanted to take over the church. We had a pastor mm -hmm. and that didn't work so we had to make a few changes there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's always gonna be challenges yeah. here and there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good. We had and we were just trying to reach the neighborhood. That was all we were doing. They told us there's gonna the statistics says that the Spanish were gonna be moving in to the congregation. So we thought, wow, we better be on the board. And I worked with Ray Bakke uh, what is it? Fairfield Church was way back. He was young too. Yeah, yeah, right. And that was uh, way back in the early days. Yeah. And I learned a lot. I can't speak Spanish. I don't even understand it. But I've been, <laughs> to, I've been to Central America. I've been to uh, Costa Rica, Puerto Rica, Royalton Island, all of those. But I don't know how. But we had a great Spanish mm -hmm. congregation. But I did have a group of Spanish people at Galilee that would pray for me. Just pray, pray, pray. I mean. It's, Local faithful people. Yeah, that's beautiful. So we we merged and everything. We had that was a story. Now, when did Galilee? I'm just thinking about the history too. I think we mentioned it maybe when we weren't recording. But Galilee is how old? How old was Galilee Baptist? We celebrated a hundredth anniversary there, and I've been. Uh, that's we we were about we'd be 115 or 20 years old now. Wow. But we celebrated the hundredth anniversary. Brought in all the people. We were an old ch a church as far as that, and building wise. But our buildings were new. We had two partridges, basically a new church. 65, we built a nice educational unit. So we had nice facilities. We just couldn't reach the people. Mm, yeah. I love how the drive to reach the people. And John, I just I feel like this resonates with some of the things I hear you say a lot. Man, just it's about evangelism. I just want to preach the gospel. I want to yeah. I want to give people the good news. And I see yeah. that that almost kindred spirit in you, Chuck, yeah, and, and and the spirit of that that board from Galilee Baptist to say, mm -hmm. we want to reach the people. It's not we we like the buildings. Buildings are great, and I mean you've built yeah. a lot of them, you know. But we I built that building. We built that <laughs> building in the, the original building. Uh, my partner built that when I was in service, and in addition, I built in '65. We had a bus, and we had two buses, and we were. It was not a problem that it was a problem of how do we reach this new congregation that's raising up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now uh, today, they still got the young small groups going. They got a wanna going. They've got uh, uh, neighborhood activities going. Different form we had it but it's working reach reach the people. So I realize it doesn't matter what we do as long as right, uh, reaching people for God, and that's the whole story. Yeah, yeah. and isn't it, it's the mission, it's and the I mission. think there is a kindred spirit there. I was thinking the same yeah. thing. I said, you know, we were a lot more similar than, than what we may have even known, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. as far as uh, the, the emphasis on missions. But there is also a, a theology of space, so to speak, how would you have felt if that building that you built there in uh, Lakeview would have turned into condominiums? Oh, oh we would have kept the building, but and we would have kept the stained glass, but we would have just turned it into condos. <laughs> well, that was our fear, and to be honest with you, we were we loved Mark. We didn't know him really, so we had a contract drawn up that if they sold the building, they must invest right. that money with a two-mile radius of the building in a ministry. 
yeah. of mm. gospel ministry. Right. We didn't want to see the money taken and move it to the suburbs or somewhere else. Right. Because people worked hard in the old days of uh, exactly. giving, and we've right. always yeah. was a giving church. Uh, we had a strong missions program. Right. And that's and that's part of our 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 philosophy. I mean, you know, of of ministry and our theology of places. We recognize the prayer, the sacrifices that God's people have made in that particular space and what God has done. And so we we, we don't want to see it turned into condos. We're not going to turn it into condos. No. But, right. You know, if you get in a situation where you, the 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 committee says, well, let's just sell let's just sell the building and give it give it to missions. Well, you, you could do that, or you could still keep it within the missional track of the, of the gospel and, and of the church and uh that's why we like to redeem these sacred spaces we don't want to see them sold off we right. believe that god has been doing a work there that it's by the providence of god that there's a church on that corner and what yeah. can we what can we do to cooperate with god right yeah mm-hmm. uh, and keeping it a gospel center a lighthouse in the community and that takes a step of faith it's a lot easier to just say you know what let's just vote to did sell the building, give the money away, but 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 what about the story? What about the sacrifices? What about the mission? The legacy, yeah. The legacy. Mm-hmm. So, yep. praise I, God for that. I thought about the old the old deacons, and they they took me in. Don't forget, I came there early. You got saved there. How right. old were you? When I got saved, I was sixteen, mm-hmm. and uh, and God just I don't understand you, and uh, but I started teaching Sunday school at seventeen. And uh, my wife and I got saved, and we worked together, and we had young peoples. And today, we have missionaries and pastors all around the world. Amen. Even today, wow. I get calls from parents who are older, got kids going out. One of the couples that, uh, that I remember we worked for out of the projects we over at Lathrop Homes, uh, they got saved, married, they got kids that's in Israel, and they got uh, their kids are in the ministry. Mm-hmm. So it's just over and over how that they reduplicated the ministry. So yeah. I've got, I say I, I mean we got the pastors and missionaries around the world. Yeah, yeah. great, 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 great grandchildren yeah. spiritually, right? Yeah. <laughs> A lot of investment. That's awesome. That's right. You know, one of the things I'm thinking about because you know, I mean, we're hearing a lot of great news, things that are unheard of, right? Like really acts of God that an entire Baptist board unanimously decides to do one thing yep. is a miracle in itself, yes, right? Yes. I mean, I mean, I'm married to me and my wife can't usually agree on what to eat or where to go or, you know, so uh, that's, that's a huge thing. Um, but I'm sure it wasn't all bells and whistles throughout the whole thing. You guys had some legitimate fears and concerns and um, what would you say, besides the selling of the building, were there some other things that you thought, man, from, from the congregational perspective, what were yeah. you guys feeling at that well, moment? Well, the concern was, how do we tell our missionary families out in the field for years? So we had to tell them that we sold, uh, gave the building away, we changed the name and denomination, because we, mm. were, the, we were one of the founding conservative Baptist churches in the old days, and uh, we not only changed the name, we just gave the building everything away. So we had to explain that to the missionaries. That's huge. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. sure that was really hard. Well, some of the, yes, some of the old brethren, but but all the way through, we had a unanimous decisions, honestly, in doing it. Wow. We prayed. The old deacons got together in the mornings on Sundays and prayed. Mm-hmm. You know, we just got together and prayed. Yeah. Remember. And God opened doors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's say we have a young pastor 
who has dreams and visions, but yet there's a lot of fears, a lot of questions. If you could speak right now to the local church that is thinking about a restart, but maybe going through all these emotions, these fears, these challenges, what, what would you tell them? Well, I just tell them they really got to trust God, but I got to tell you, just look around and see what new life is doing. And uh, you'll see the fruit of their ministry, you'll see the fruit of their work. Yeah. And when I looked, we didn't have that uh, privilege of seeing a new life work other than just seeing Mark. We, but as I look over our, our churches, you know what I mean? Mm. We pray for them daily. Mm. I mean, I pray for you every day, and I think in camp and all that kind of yep. business, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I would urge them to really look at the new life because I believe our pattern at new life is one of the best patterns in building churches. Mm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you know. Thank you. That's I mean I, quite I, I mean I looked at all these. Believe me, when we looked at New Life, we read everything was out. I don't even want to mention the other organizations. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. And we were just getting started. Right I mean, at that time, you know. Again, again, it comes back to a, a God, God activity. Yeah. You know, new Life's God's work, and I think our our thing was just in humility. Come, come alongside and just say, okay, God, help us to discern the times and, and not build our own kingdom and mm. not build a ministry based on a personality, but to, to, to really do the gospel mission. If you're interested in the mission, if you're interested in reaching people, then I think that New Life, and I've said this all along, uh, of all the, the other groups that's beginning, which I know I keep up with all of them, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In a matter, you can't live 96 years in the ministry and not know people. Right. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Well, I think the beauty of, you know, Chuck, about even just restarts and, and that that Galilee Baptist and Lakeview, um, you know, ex, uh, experience was 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 vital to, I would say, the success of the future restarts that New Life was able to be a part of. Um, but it's never been about building our brand or an empire. It's right. always been about right. how do we keep. Uh, the gospel going in that community, right? How, how do we how do we reach the people? And I think that's what that's the thing that I think is resonating. So if somebody's listening, right? If you're listening to this, and maybe whether you're the pastor or you're um, you're the church who's who's maybe contemplating a restart, right? Mm -hmm. And this is not this is not a uh, um, I don't want to be clear. This is not like a sales pitch to let New Life do a restart. This is maybe for some church that we don't even know who wants to, has an opportunity. How do we move into those circles? How do we help the church with a capital C to keep reaching people yeah. Yeah. in the places where buildings or churches are already existing? How do we keep that going and we don't see the doors shut, right? I mean, right. that's really our heart for even yeah. doing this it's, podcast. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. it's, that's a great point, Eric. It's, mm -hmm. it's never a sales pitch uh, because that's just not how we operate. As a matter of fact, we've said no to several restarts mm -hmm. because we recognize that not every restart, like I said before, is a fit for new life. So we're going in trying to discern God's will, too, on that and wh what God wants to accomplish yeah. and how we can cooperate together. So we never, you know, when we talk about these kind of things, you know, it's just to help get 
our thoughts in a different direction as opposed to just looking at the option of closing down. But could you hear a couple things that get, get your own mind thinking or your own congregation or your own board to think through how could we look at this differently? Now, whether, you, whether it seems like it's God's will to be a part of the New Life Net, Network or the New Life Restart family is, is another question, but maybe there's something that's stirring within your own mind at a conversation like this, or maybe just meeting and having a, a consult uh, with us where we just talk a little bit about some of the lessons that we've learned, and then you take it and run with it on your own. Yeah. We're fine with that. Yeah. We're not out trying uh, with a business plan, trying to conquer territory, uh, trying to conquer regions. That's not our heart right, at all. Right, our heart right. is the gospel mission of Jesus Christ, crucified, buried, and raised from the dead to do what? To transform lives. And yeah, if this amen. conversation and this podcast helps stir you and get you to think in a different direction, then we've accomplished our mission. Yeah. But if we have the privilege of working together, fine too. Yeah. But we'll let God's will be done. One of the things I think was really cool, and Chuck, you can speak to this, um, was, or even you too, John, I would say uh, a unanimous decision by the board to talk with Mark, right? And on the other side, here's a church, New Life, where we are just kind of figuring things out. We're, we're very sensitive to the Spirit of God, asking Him for direction. Mm-hmm. And then you get this type of response, a unanimous decision to talk with us. Mm-hmm. What, what did that feel like on New Life side, right? Well, it um, feels great, you know, and it's not the only unanimous decision that we've got over over the last 15 or so restarts. We've gotten a few a few more. I'm going to say we. I, it's kind of you know, presumptuous yeah. of me. It's really yeah. a, a God thing. But, you know, you start to think back a little bit about what, what were some of the things that happened prior to talking to Chuck. And we we had done some prayer walks on the north side of Chicago. We had begun to be introduced and think differently about the north side because we're down here on the south side. <laughs> yeah. you know, there's a lot of Cub fans up there on the north side. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm one of them, although I live out west. <laughs> but either way, but you know, we started to think a little differently. We went on some prayer walks. We were doing. We were starting to imagine what would it look like to yep. do a work there. And then there's a what happens? A God divine providential meeting with Chuck. A yep. phone call, yep. quote unquote, out of the blue comes from Chuck. Mm. So we, you know, it's kind of like when we did the restart in Montgomery or Aurora, uh, New Life Montgomery. I had, uh, during our one of our annual fasting seasons, two years prior to planting New Life Montgomery, I had gone on a prayer walk. I felt like God was calling me to go out on a prayer walk during the fast into Aurora. Wow. And so I parked my car in downtown Aurora and just start walking mm. and just praying and asking God, you know, m- meet minister to this area, reach this area with your word. God, plant a church out here. And then, you know, two years later, boom, we get a phone call about a church that's a mile south of uh, downtown Aurora. Mm. And that started a conversation where we took, we took Park Place Baptist Church yep. and turned it, it turned it into a restart, which is very successful right now. Yeah. So there's those things that, that kind of lead up to that divine appointment. You see God's hand in it, and that's when it becomes really rewarding and yeah. it kind of builds a confidence in you to say yeah we can we're not in this alone it's not our thing this is something that god really has a heart for yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely i i recognized that you i didn't know at the time we were going through it but i recognized that you guys had been praying for that area right we weren't aware of that in our board meetings in our board meetings we were trying to survive right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean yeah all right and uh uh, we had no idea, but we know that had happened. Yeah, and we know that uh, we know that uh, the whole thing came together. It's a, it was the Lord. There's no other way you can ever do that, believe that. 
So once the board decided, yeah, let's meet with Mark, right? And uh, you guys kind of move forward with that. And ultimately, we know you guys, um, we ended up doing the restart there, changing the name and giving the building over and assets and all of that thing. But I'm sure congregational members or or other uh, voices uh, <laughs> in the church um, maybe had some differing thoughts. And how did you guys navigate through what we'll call the naysayers? The naysayers. Well, we you try to talk to them and say that. And then, uh, actually, the actually what happened when New Life came in, we started picking up attendance. Hmm. You know what I mean? It was different. We had the different music, but people started coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So those naysayers could not, yeah, they are there. But, uh, and then it's much prayer, much prayer over the years, I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you recall any of the naysayer, naysayers' comments? Like, what were the things that they were saying? And uh, Giving our church away. We had we had over $100,000 we gave away with, along with that. We had two parsonages. We had, uh, you know, here we gave it away. But we had done our very best to reach that neighborhood mm-hmm. on our own, and we couldn't. I mean, we mm-hmm. just couldn't. We had hired a, another man to come in and do a visitation, and we just and, and And part of that whole idea of, like, saying we had $100,000 and we gave it away, and to, and to put that in perspective, New Life's coming into that into this with a it's a big it's a heavy lift for us yeah. uh, from a financial span, standpoint because you know every location uh, we come in with funding we come in with staff we come in with central services nine or ten people to do all the admin yeah. we're coming in doing remodeling and painting so it looks like oh we're giving a hundred thousand dollars away but yeah really we're coming in and, 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 and heavy lifting on a lot so you know it's helping those naysayers kind of get perspective a little bit now in those those days it's one of our first restarts so yes. we you know we didn't have all the, the 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 stories or the way to be able to help a chuck uh, explain it to no. uh, the naysayers. It's kind of like a Joshua and Caleb story, yeah. Yeah. really. You you were a Caleb. You were a Joshua that were coming back from the the land and saying to the people, "Hey, you know, well, these people are giants, but but what this is what God can do. Mm. Not yeah. not even what Mark Job can do, not what New Life can do, but this is what God can do, and we need to trust Him through this process. So it takes a Joshua and a Caleb to pull yeah. that off. And sometimes, guys, you know. Uh, that are holding the, the fort down uh, have to, you know, take that step of just being courageous to lead with a sense of God confidence, and that is really a God work. But what I found is that sometimes in your old age, and you could testify right or wrong, I'm not as as old are you uh, as you are, <laughs> Chuck. But what I found, even biblically speaking, is some of the most significant work that God does in a man's life is in his older years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you agree with me on that? Yeah, because they you've been through the hard knocks and they listen to you more. Yep, yep. And you kind of learned to get through the nonsense, so to speak, and say, you know what, yep. I'm centered. This is what we need to do. Whether you're a naysayer or not, this is where we sense yep. that God is leading us. Yep. And if you know the scriptures, the whole end is all about God. It's all about reaching people. Amen, yeah. brother. It's about yeah. reaching. So one, one of the things that I find is um, is wonderful is that there must have been such a great sense of humility on your part and the board and even the church, a humility saying, you know, we're, uh, things are shifting, things are changing. Things are I keep different. on hearing the word yeah. context. Mm. Uh, we, we have this huge heart. to we, we know we have to reach people, but our time is changing and we have to allow God 
to bring in the new people who understand the context, yeah. which is why we come in with uh, money and staff and and and, and education and and uh, a freshness. Yeah. So we, we we paint, we remodel, we we yeah. get things ready for the next season. Right. You know, one of the big questions was the people asked the question, how. Are you, as chairman of the board at the time, chairman of the committee, how are you going to work with Mark Job? And then on his part, because I was a, quite a strong leader, I believe the gospel is important, and I think I take a firm mm-hmm. stand on it. I mm-hmm. think I have no trouble facing people with the gospel. Mm-hmm. Amen, brother. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Mark and I have been together for over 20 years, and he's like my son. No. Yeah. We never had trouble at all. Yeah. Because I realized the fact is they're in charge. And God gave me the ability to be able to step back on on, on jobs like that. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen, brother. Well, I, I just admire your humility. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your your sense of uh, a brokenness and yet hope and and drive for just I, I all I hear from you is I just want to see God move. God's people. Let yeah. me let me ask you this question. It's kind of coming to mind. How do you keep yourself? I mean, one of the things that I see a lot with restarts is people, folks that have been holding, a small group of people holding the church together, typically one main power leader, um, that, you know, over the years, that you know, holding it together, a lot of sacrifice, begin to start to think or feel that that it's their building. Yeah. That it's, this is our building. Mm. What advice would you give? I mean, you were there for That's decades. Good. You built what, what, that building. Right, yeah, you built, <laughs> yeah, you you literally built, built building, that building. Right. <laughs> so what kept you from, from keeping your hands on that thing, saying, this is my building, <clears throat> this is our building? Well, I have, I've had a lot of godly men as examples to me, and I realized that although I had a lot to say, a lot, of, a lot to say, but it's always God's work. And I don't really care who does it or gets appraised, as long as they're reaching people. Yeah, man, that's right. Reaching people for Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, my son was buried from there. My I married there. Mm-hmm. But it didn't matter. That's right. It's a matter that's a building to God's glory. Mm. Yeah. You're going to get me crying here in a little bit. I know, I know. Some beautiful <laughs> stuff. Yeah, that's, that's great. You know, I think, you know, as we're talking about restarts, I think one of the most, it's easy to talk from a new life standpoint, right? And as a location pastor or um, the reason why we do these things, but but the perspective of the congregation, of the church that's inviting this type of dynamic that is hard, but also worth it, um, is so important. And, and I really, I'm just so glad to get your perspective, Chuck, you know, and I got one question for you before we close here. Um, as you look at what's happened for, at Galilee Baptist, you know, becoming New Life Lakeview, um, and now in 2021, there's still a church there with a thriving ministry, and, and people are there and they're reaching the community. Um, any regrets? Oh, that's the greatest thing ever happened. <clears throat> because, uh, frankly, you take, if you chair a church and you take, the, you say, go down, down, and down, that is hard. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we see it growing, and I keep tabs just in the background. Yeah. They're still working and reaching people. Yeah. A little bit different ministry, but it's still the same. The building looks good. If you drive down, it looks good. Yeah. It's a strong ministry. Uh, people are coming out. 
because I ask the questions, are these people working, are these people working, so I get good reports on that. But I do the same with all the church, because God has just richly blessed me. If you, When you know God, and if that's your main purpose in life, then that's what you do. Yeah. And that was 20 years ago. Just celebrated 20 years. Yeah. New Life Lakeview just celebrated 20 years. Yeah. Two decades. Can yeah. you believe that? Yeah, they invited me to go. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to take anything away from the pastor. Yeah. Right. And, right. Oh, I remember. I was, you know, I was in the background, but I didn't want to. Yeah. No, See, there, I there's you. that humility. <laughs> no, no. Humility. That, no, no. That, that, yeah. uh, we appreciate you, man. No, I really do. And I really do hope that anybody listening and watching this, you know, um, you may be a church right now, and you're asking the questions, um, you know, should we do a restart? Are we in need of a restart? And I, I really hope that this helps give you perspective from someone who's, who wasn't New Life, someone who was just growing up and, and trying to do God's work in a community yeah. and wanted to see God's work continue yeah. in that community to reach people. Um, what a what a wealth! And so, Chuck, thank you so much for being here, man, man. and appreciate you guys too. I think it's been a it's been a great time. Any any closing questions yes, or thoughts? I got I got one. Go ahead, John. I don't want uh, I don't want to say goodbye to Chuck here without um, you praying a blessing over us selfishly. <laughs> but uh, here we have a ninety year old ninety one year old uh, veteran man of God, mm-hmm. and uh, for certainly for us, but but more importantly for those in the future that'll be listening to this podcast, will be watching this video. Maybe you'll already be in glory. Maybe you'll outlive all of us, and we'll all be in glory waiting for you, brother. <laughs> but, um, but it would be our privilege, if you would agree, uh, to just pray uh, a blessing and pray for all those churches and leaders that are out there that are the chucks of 20 years ago that are trying to hold it together and survive. Mm. And uh, if you could just pray, I think that prayer is eternal. It's eternal language. It echoes through eternity. Mm. There's a, pr- a prayer that we prayed 20 years ago that's still being echoed in in glory and eternity. And I think that your prayer would be so valuable to Amen. us. That's true. Would you that's be willing true. to do that? Sure. Amen. Father, thank you for your great glory. Thank you for your love and all your provisions. Mm-hmm. Father, we thank you for the journey that you've taken us on these years of seeing new life come to birth and to growth. And we pray for the future pastors, along with the existing pastors, Father, that we may keep our eyes upon people, seeing them need of salvation and working to the end that people may know Jesus and that you may be worshiped, Father, through that. So we pray, Lord, that you will continue to bless the work of new Mm -hmm. life, this pot that goes out. And Father, we just want to give you all the praise in yes. glory in Jesus name amen 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 amen, amen. amen. thank you chuck hey thank well thanks so thanks for uh, joining the podcast today and uh, we hope that this has been a wealth of resource for you uh, these testimonies um, are so important so vital and, and if this is this is encourage you i would encourage you to um, like our podcast join our podcast follow our podcast share this podcast with somebody that maybe needs to hear this story um, maybe they're going through that. Maybe you know somebody uh, or a church that's, that, that's in need of this. Um, so we would uh, encourage you to share this um, and follow this podcast as we're going to be talking more things about restarts. Thanks.